my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. show also drunk for st patrick's now, day now now why you gotta make the show a stereotype dom why i'm just asking no Listen, we're, the, we're running we are you know took a you know a few false starts but we are running properly as is i will say i am dying slowly on the inside right now not because uh big kev is cooking while while doing the show but i went to uh, I, I guess as a jersey's famous uh ruts hut Apparently, so, so I regret someone, to say that it is famous. Someone okay. said that it was the best hot dog stand in the country. No, and no. whoever said that, a you don't know what the language, flippity Lang- language. fluke a hot dog is, mm-hmm. right? And clearly, B, because everyone knows that the best hot dog is Jimmy Buffs. You you mispronounced Galloping Hill Inn, sir. <laughs> no, I certainly did. You didn't. definitely, definitely did. I like how the three of us have three different takes on this serious yes. topic. I don't even like hot dogs. You, are, you like whatever it is you're eating now, I would hope yeah. so. I'm glad it's profe- the professionalism of this show is just. just we really up the standards every week. No, no, this is this is TNG. a this isn't this is a relaxed environment. I know what's coming today, so I'm trying to stay as relaxed as possible. I know he's got something in there. I haven't looked at it. I don't. I haven't looked at it, but I know Nick has stuck something in there in order to infuriate me. Because I I was so calm and professional last week when we had actor, superstar, friend of the program, Billy Campbell on this uh, fine, fine uh, institution, which we will celebrate 15 years of next week. Um, Can you can you I know can you I know it's in there. Can you compliment us while talking with your mouth full some more because that'd be great it's not full i'm really proud See, of what this program thing i never understood has become you know it's really really just it means a lot to you know what it was it's a lot it's it was a lot more professional last week that that is all i said <laughs> you know and I that's will why say, we're relaxing this week <laughs> exactly we have we have to make up for it uh, i will it. say that uh since last week there was some stuff i did enjoy I uh, would like to mention really quickly. I got a chance to watch the South Park quarantine special. Amazing. That, uh, and infinitely fantastic. better than the pandemic special. Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I didn't see it, so I had no clue. Absolutely better. Yes. It was It was a okay. lot funnier. A hundred percent. It changes the kind of the, I don't want to say the dynamic of the show, but it had a great ending. 
you know, I mean, hell, watch the watch the last few seasons of South Park. Watch this special. It's just damn fun. Uh damn good stuff to uh yeah. to to enjoy. Uh I also watched the horror movie Stay Out of the a- Stay Out of the Ethan Attic. I'm trying to curse a little less. Uh oh. on Shutter. That was a very it was a unique horror movie. Okay. I actually think it's worth uh Dom. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, but no. like there's a there's a, there's some there's some subplots in there that I think you'd really like. So it's maybe in a few years when you're when you're when you're older you'll enjoy it. Maybe I'll have my grandma come over and watch it with me. So no, definitely don't do that. That will uh, no, not no. But yeah, she's brave though. Okay, then maybe then then if she wants yeah, yeah. She's the she's there for my for, for me to feel brave. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, then then it sounds like a plan. Uh I also read two books. Nice. Um, um, Good to read. Right now, it was a well, the first one is is a current sale running on Comixology, uh, okay. which hopefully Kev can hear this part. But they have all the volumes of Peanuts, which I think is like twenty four, twenty five ish volumes. Maybe I can't recall. Uh, and I think they're like twenty ish dollars, maybe fifteen something along there. I only bought the first volume. I'm not buying uh, all of those. Uh, yet, but it's fun. I mean, it's peanuts. It's the original comic strip, so it's a lot of fun. And as uh, someone who is a, f- a friend of Kevin, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he has most, if not all, of those already. Is it the, I was about to ask. I was listening while I was tending to my boiling uh, food. Um, was it the Fanographics? Yes, it ones, is, sir. Nick. Yep. Yes, it yeah. is. I do. I have all of them, and they are pristine. It's one of my favorite collections. I understand that I'm, I have. I'm good just having that uh, digital version, just because I mean that is a lot of books uh, right mm-hmm. there to have. And also uh, a book. It was a uh, Elseworld book, Batman and Dracula: Red Rain. A book I I want to say came out ninety one ish. Um, this is good. I mean, it's a great stand. It was a fun standalone story. Uh, some a few panels that were just absolutely gorgeous. Some were then absolutely not gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but it's Batman and Dracula. So I mean, it's it's pretty cool. And the nice thing about these Elseworld stories is um, <clears throat> they're uh, they're fun and self contained. You know, so it's uh, some good stuff to uh, to read right there if you're looking for some stuff. Uh, let's hit on the Patreon stuff really quick, gentlemen. Patreon.com slash TNG uh, to help us with some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of the show. For a dollar, you can be part of our lovely Discord service where you can talk to members of the show, like me, uh, as well as some other fans of the show. For $3 a month, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday. Today, it'll hopefully be Wednesday night. And a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For five dollars, you get the weekend bonus show, which was more of a midweek bonus show this week, but that's okay. Sorry. As well as a uh, vintage episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, and for ten dollars a month, you get to watch the show live on Instagram, which we all know was worth its weight in gold last week. And we have a few more uh, uh, bonus things that we're going to be rolling out from that episode as well uh, that you'll want to uh, sit tight and enjoy. So, yes, Big Kev, you're muted. I think you muted yourself, sir. Kevin, what I love most is that we've been doing this for almost a year now, and you still don't know how to work the technology to get the show up and running. You're on mute, my friend. I don't know how that happened. It must have been when I picked up the mic to go run and check. Maybe when you were making your dinner. I was about to say, I was about to say, sandwich, shush, adults are speaking. Three, uh, we have three, a beard doesn't make you an adult. Three, uh, we have three guests 
that we are developing uh, three really great guests, which we are developing for uh, for upcoming shows. So if you liked Stephen Banks, Tom McLaughlin, and Billy Campbell, uh, we're going to have some more surprises and shite in store for you uh, at Geek Stuff TNG. And there you go. Um, let's uh, start hitting on today's uh, prep sheet. Uh as hey prep sheet as uh, nice dress as everybody hey now um as more and more people are starting to get their uh covid vaccination and and uh it's starting to slowly roll out nationwide uh there's some good news for um for fun times ahead in california uh disneyland is planning to reopen april 30th according to disney's ceo wow. it's going to be happening in some phases so they're not going to go full capacity right away so um west coast scott and family will have um will be able to put that on their calendar very soon and oh. uh some theaters in los angeles are getting ready to reopen at the exact same time so um i mean listen this is just more of a uh, how can I say this? This is just something to kind of put in your calendar to kind of figure out what's going on with your family, how you want to play it safe. What do you want to do in terms of preparing for a little bit of fun in 2021 since uh, not a whole lot of jack happened last year for uh, some very obvious reasons. Uh, no, what? What reason? Uh, there was this whole global thing going on. Nothing important. Oh, wow. uh, And also for us to try to... Uh, uh, give uh, Mr. Sandwich and family a heads up on what's going on, so we he can start uh, get, coming up with excuses about why he couldn't bring us home anything um, from from the House of Mouse. Actually, yeah. uh, I'm I'm actually missing all the vacations this year. Everyone's going without me, so uh, I won't have my excuse. Will be I didn't go. That's a good excuse, bro. That's a good excuse. And, and so I have this year planned out already. Uh, us in the sandwich headquarters are already planning 2022 excuses and <laughs> drafting 2023 excuses. I like that. Ooh, ooh, you, you. I like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah, that's just some stuff to kind of put on your radar, uh, even though everyone is, uh, you know, doing their own thing in terms of preparation, how they're going to uh, be out and about um, so post-COVID. I'm, I'm so, kind of yeah. shocked. I feel like California was the state, oh, one of the states, that that was a lot, it was heavier with the the regulations i feel like i feel like california was always was heavier in the beginning and throughout with the covid with the regulations i'm amazed they're opening up theaters and disneyland i mean let's also like well first a, of all we're also talking about like a little bit you know a little bit ahead of time and everything it's a month and a half still to go before they even start the phase one reopening so i think by the time you know by the time we get around to that mm -hmm. uh you know, things could be significantly better. I know it's, it's just it's it's weird to think it's it's California, but I, I don't think it's, I think Florida is open already. I think my friend from work well, actually Texas, went to yeah. Disney World last week on vacation. So nice. I guess it makes sense, but it's just weird to think that we're opening. I don't know why, but I felt like we we're just going to be in like this weird perpetual time of like things are closed and like, you know, like boarded up windows everywhere. Like one of those kind of like well, not the cartoon things where yeah. you walk into a town and the like entire place is boarded up and everyone town. closes their windows. Uh, 
I, I mean, this will again. Everyone's going to make their own judgment what they want to do. It's just throwing out there of what's what's going on. So uh, that that's hey, all sandwich. we are reporting, sir. We are just reporting yes. the news, not not any of that stuff. Um, hey, sandwich. Yeah, Kev. Like armadillo in Red Dead. Yes. Red Dead Two. You kids. Red Dead Two. Yeah, because they have the, the what's plague. it? It's not the plague. It's something. a lot of them got sick and died. It's cholera. It's I think cholera. they have cholera. They in cholera. That. Um, moving on, uh, in a very kind of surprise, random uh, news story, Avatar retakes the box office <laughs> crown from the uh, from Avengers Endgame after it was re-released in China. I love, bullshit this. Move. I love this. I love this so in, much. In a very surprise move over a weekend, it made over $21 million. The bullshit uh, move. Which, which eclipsed it. Uh, I want to say it was about, uh, about a little over $1 million uh, in terms of the highest grossing film of all time. Um, I, I love it so much. It just because it's like, I feel like James Cameron is sitting around like, you know, I'd like number one it back. So before Disney just puts out Wait. Endgame in like three months and takes it from me again. And then when this weird uh, hot potato of who gets number one movie. <laughs> you, you know, it, and when the second two come out and they're not as successful. Mm-hmm. Then we'll see. Yeah, pretty much. Then we'll see. Um, I'm excited for them. Maybe I'm the only one here, but I'm excited for the next one at least. Well, Wait for the next movie that contains the new Wolverine to come out. Yeah, that's and see who and see who has the bigger movie then. Yeah. Um, Marvel debuted a trailer uh, for Assemble: The Making of WandaVision, which the I first of all before we talk about the show, uh, I love these behind the scenes type uh, shows, specials, yeah. series, whatever Disney you want. Plus call really it. has a knack at doing them. And the thing, and the thing that's kind of intriguing about it to me is the fact that this is like it's self-promotion at the same time like they're selling their own product uh by saying like it's amazing how we were able to do this and that and this like yeah you're learning something but you're also watching like a little bit of a promotional video at the exact same time uh in their eyes mostly that's for like some of their other stuff uh um, then versus this but listen from an editing standpoint i'm actually very interested to see how like those first four issues give or take were actually put together more than anything else um on this yes sandwich what were you gonna say right. i was saying disney is the king of making things that can be mundane entertaining in some way like if you go on like a disney ride and even the line can be somewhat like oh look things happen on the line so you 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 That's get true. distracted from that. So the fact that they can take a show and make two shows out of one show is the most Disney thing I've heard in my life. The fact that they can make a show, record it, and then make a making of the show. <laughs> like it's it's really it's really Mandalorian. Incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, Disney knows what they're doing. We've said it one time, say so it a million more. For sure. Um, do we want to talk about, we haven't, uh, well, we, we between well, the embargo and our lovely guest, our friend of the show last week, we never had a chance to really talk about WandaVision as a whole. Yeah, um, no, we can do that now. So we can do that. I don't, mind, Kev, why don't, I don't you, mind if we descend into that topic. However, cool. we should say a couple of things. One is that tomorrow is a gigantic geek day. 
So by the time some people are hearing this, tomorrow is a really significant day in, in geek uh, culture. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, technically, it, tomorrow's kind of a, a letdown day, but technically Friday would be a big geek day. Um, because Friday sees the premiere of Disney's second Marvel MCU yeah. show. Sir, that, that was going to be the second story right after this. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got ahead. I'm sorry. I'm you're so, so ex- you're excited. I'm so, you're excited. I'm I trying can't. to balance. I know it's on there, Nick. I know. I we know went over it's this, on there. We went over there. And I know you're just waiting to spring it. I know. I know it is. I've been preparing for it all day. All day. I've been calm and collected. And I was perfectly fine until I called my insurance company. And, you know, I was not nice to the people on the phone. And I feel badly about it. So. Apologize to my roommate Kristen. Glad <laughs> to hear it. And it time just, with the insurance people. I just insurance people just infuriate me. Just like just you ask me a question. Just let me finish the answer, and then I'll listen to anything you say. But just don't keep talking over me in the middle of my answer. Okay, so I'm trying to explain. Anyway, I'm going to ask um, you a question. I was perfectly then. calm until then. I was. I would like to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Your thoughts on Wandavision? Go. Uh, well, I think it's a real great example of what we have to look forward to. And I don't mean the show content because I knew, and I'm sure a lot of people knew that that was going to be great. What I mean is what we have to look forward to is this endless string of rumors and things coming off of 4chan and, uh, the other one and, uh, all these places, these rumors come and then they get recycled into YouTube videos. Um, and about, I'm thinking if my percentages are correctly, 98% of everything that was said about WandaVision did not happen. Mm-hmm. Like that 98%. That's a huge percentage. A like, first of all, the only thing that I was really shocked about that did not happen because I, I thought it had been confirmed by Marvel by Marvel films and Disney and all that. I thought it had been confirmed that Benedict Cumberbatch would appear as, uh, and I don't care if I'm spoiling it. We're past the embargo. We're past it. I'm not even going to uh, run the, the, the uh, animation. Uh, that, uh, I thought for sure that it, I thought it had been confirmed that Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange would appear at the end of the series to kind of, just bridge it into Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So that's kind of where I thought I was that that was the biggest letdown for me. Other people have said and I agree, I agree with this. It did not I think it was great for a lot of reasons because it advanced the story of those characters. It gave us sort of vision back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vision, what in the books? I think he's like, I white vision. He's I recycled remember. vision. I think he didn't he like fight the Balrog and fall in a hole, and then remember. he came back as white vision. Isn't that? <laughs> uh, that ha- anyway, close, very um, close, something like that. And and, <laughs> and and so I'm very happy about that because that that's a whole bunch of open doors, and he just flew off. Yeah. Oh, and we don't know what's going on there, so that'll be interesting to see how they handle that. That's that. Um, it definitely advanced. Obviously, it advances the character of Wanda quite a bit because now we know all these different things about her and so on and so forth. 
it seems to me, I'm a, I could be wrong. It seems to me they have ruled out her being a mutant at this point, unless they're going to yet again refine her origin. Uh, I don't know that she's a mutant anymore, which is okay. You know, um, I was, uh, I was also expecting if they went to the trouble of having Evan Peters appear as Quicksilver, that there would be some sort of freak out, some connection. no, some sort of connection to yeah. something else, and and there clearly wasn't. So that was a little disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that there, I've I've heard a rumor, of course, that there was a big. Uh, scene after the credits that included uh, some sort of large demonic figure that was that was not used. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was the other thing was I just couldn't believe and and was and I, I'm honestly I, I was a little disappointed there wasn't a bigger bad behind Agatha Harkness. That's that's those those are my feelings. Okay. I love the show. I thought it was really unique, interesting, funny. Uh, it, it advanced uh, uh, those elements of the MCU. Great. It gave us sword. It gave us Monica Rambeau, which I, I don't think we needed a whole series to introduce Monica Rambeau. Um, it, it, it gave us a bunch of those things. There are a bunch of bigger, you know, it's it set up of all things that it could have set up. It's set up secret invasion, which we all know is coming. Um, so, you know, like there are things that you can take out of it that were really that were really good mm -hmm. um and overall i was very happy with it but with a few kind of sort of minor sort of i really thought we were going to get a just a tad bit more which why which i do understand we of course the rumors been swirling already for months we are going to get more of that sort of interplay interconnection with the mcu with falcon and the winter soldier yeah so we'll see uh so my take on this first of all i want to highlight the fact that from talking with uh ollie last week last week uh it just oh, goes ollie, it's, our friend ollie our friend of the show uh it, it's a it's a perfect example of they don't know what the movie's going to look like until or show until they see the finished product usually along with everybody else. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's like that for every single one, but I think that's a pretty solid guideline. So even if there was a scene with Dr. Strange, who knows if that's going to be in the finished product. So True. people should just always take those kind of things in consideration. If you, those clickbaity articles, those YouTube yeah. videos with Easter eggs, people, and here's the thing. I watch the, the, I don't remember which one it was where Agatha was um, involved uh, or the show when she was announced. I couldn't remember which uh, which issue she first debuted in. Uh, turned out it was Fantastic Four. But the second I go onto the Instagram page, which was about like four in the morning, East Coast time, uh, you could see that someone was editing the page to update it on things. And that's where a lot of that information is, is coming from uh, at the exact same time. So always take consideration with that it also uh highlights the point i've made as as kev um alluded to there where sometimes you're better off not listening to uh theories you're not it's not worth reading those articles as 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 wound yep. up as you might be into whatever the property may be you enjoy it 
knowing less going into it or being prepared for the next week. Personally, I love the series. As I mentioned before, I loved, I love the editing more than anything else. Uh, the, the production of those first four episodes uh, specifically, I just thought was phenomenal. And where we had the, the, it was Agatha all along song and the way they shot that I thought was <laughs> brilliant. That was such a fun highlight of uh, the show for me. But it's easy to forget about that when you go, ah, oh, damn, they didn't have this. I wanted them to do that, whatever the case may be uh, in, in the situation. And, of course, it leaves you on the cliffhanger leaving, you know, or rather you're not paying attention to the cliffhanger anymore because it's all about what you didn't get, not well, what the writers were trying to get to. Yes, sir. It's the headcanon argument, yeah. as always. Yes. And the fact is now with social media and these sort of leaks and – 4chan and reddit and all that it it, it what, what they do is is they're bolstering what you may already have in your head canon by mm -hmm. saying oh it's a possibility that that might happen and it's what you have to do i think i think the best thing to do in these situations i mean obviously avoid them but if you can't and you feel like you want to because they can be entertaining in their level of ridiculousness um you just have to remember that you need to go in with zero expectations Zero. This is a this is a thing. OG. I don't know. Man. Uh, and I, I use us all the time, which is going in with no expectations. Therefore, you cannot be disappointed. It's hard. It takes practice. But if you do it, you find that you enjoy things. More. I, I I get what you're saying, but again, I, I always go back to I knew nothing about a quiet place until I saw the movie. And it was one of my favorite movies that I've seen in theaters for for years. Yeah. So that's so what that's saying. that's what. But that's my thing. Like for me, it's once you give like kind of plant that seed, that idea, it kind of just grows. No matter how much I'm trying to like suffocate the idea at the same time. So that's from right. my point of view. Otherwise, listen, I think it's a great show. I am super excited with what comes next in Marvel, and uh, uh, they've done. Marvel did, I think, above all else, the most important thing was they made these two low-key characters in the Avengers something people gave a damn about. Because if there was a Scarlet Witch Vision movie, no one would have saw it with the compared to how many people saw this show at home streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but Dom, what are, what are your thoughts, bud? Um, so I like the show, definitely. I thought it was a phenomenal show. Uh, in the realm of the MCU shows, all of them passed and present right now like in future i liked it a lot maybe the most honestly mm -hmm. even comparing to the netflix shows i really really like the show okay. but i was definitely disappointed about things my biggest disappointment for me was that the quicksilver thing didn't pan out in the way i thought it would you know it it was a boner joke essentially and i i i've heard some things too i'm not a big theory guy but that now people are saying that it could be a connection to the agent guy because he said it was following a guy no with his protection. For but sure, I don't though. even want to even get into that because I don't know anything. I'm not going to perpetuate the rumor. I don't even want to pretend it's real. It is what it is. We're going to move on from it. Hopefully we get something with the X-Men at some point in the future that's more concrete than this. <laughs> um, but I really did like WandaVision a lot. I think, you know, it definitely, like Monty said, highlighted characters that people wouldn't have cared about as much if they you know had a movie mm -hmm. and something i want to point out is you know i go to i'm in school and i have school friends who don't know nearly as much as i do and they enjoyed this show 
a lot. Not that I don't enjoy the show, but it's funny because I had a lot more expectations for this show because I know things because I'm interested in comics and I've done research and this and that. They're not asking like, oh, where's Mephisto? They're not saying, oh, where's Doctor Strange? Mm -hmm. But I'm asking those questions because I have expectations because I know where we're going. But they don't have that knowledge. I almost feel like I wish I was that guy because I wish I didn't have the expectations of Mephisto showing up. I shouldn't have expectations of like, you know, freaking Doctor Strange showing up or like, oh, we could do this for White Vision or, oh, Scarlet Witch could do this. Or I I wish I had that. Like, it's a weird thing. It's like. It's the Ignorance illusion of like bliss. Then I even what it's called. Sandwich. The what? Ignorance is bliss. Exactly. Is what it's yeah. called. So, so Dom, where does that put you in terms of? We'll go backwards here now. What is? Where does that put you in terms of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I mean, like I'm. A, see, the thing is, I'm so excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. So, so, so excited. I'm already hearing rumors. I'm not going to perpetuate anything. <laughs> I'm not going to perpetuate any of the rumors I've heard, no matter what. If I want to talk about it, maybe that's an off-air thing because I don't want to perpetuate anything. I'm excited for sure. Um, but like I'm saying, I ha- if I had any expectations for this show, after WandaVision, I'm kind of like, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm going to watch the show and just try to win. I do not want to expect anything to develop. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. He- if there's a rumor that it's like, oh, we're going to set up the Thunderbolts or, oh, we're going to set up, you know, this. I I don't care. I want to watch the yeah. show. Enjoy the show. That's my takeaway, mainly from WandaVision. Just enjoy it for what it is. Don't expect anything. Be happy with what you get in the least mean way possible. Not in like the poo-poo it, but, you know, just be happy. If they're doing this, they know what they're doing. Disney and Marvel know what they're doing. They did 23 movies and how many upteen shows. Just trust them. uh, I will say that I'm glad that they're, you know, because, you know, they dropped what I think was three trailers at this point. I kind of lost count. But regardless, um, I just like the fact that they're doing something that's different than WandaVision. Uh, where it's going to be sarcasm, action, and drama, where I think that's going to be a great trifecta between, and character development, you know, which is obviously always key in this uh, universe. So it's it's fantastic. And you know what's what's great also is it's more than that because it's going to touch on a lot of current events with Mm -hmm. regards to the government not wanting Sam to have the shield. It's going to touch on... A lot of, um, I think the buddy, the sort of buddy vibe between the two of them, mm-hmm. I think is just excellent. I've thought that since Civil War, the car scene. Perfect example. You know, can you move your seat up? No. You know, like that, I thought that was, I mean, their relationship, even in that movie, I thought was great. Yeah. So I, I really, I, I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking where we could go here with Falcon and winter soldier. Um, whereas I kind of got the impression right out of the gate that we were kind of focusing on um, Wanda and, you know, dealing with loss and, you know, all those sorts of things, which is yeah. great. I think it's a great overarching thing. And I think the same thing with this is going to be overarching with just, but just with different issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, do we want to do we want to just mention that was it tomorrow or Friday uh Snyder's cut is coming you out son it's, of a bitch it wasn't <laughs> even on the prep sheet I mean it's coming out I mean we've done nothing new that we've things we've been talking about it you know so, so yeah sure that. let's talk it's coming out tomorrow okay I heard like four hours it's four hours long mm-hmm. that you'll never get back it has gotten mixed to okay reviews 
Here's what I, here's what I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say after a pandemic full year, if someone comes up to you and they say, Wow, I really enjoyed the movie, regardless, don't don't like let, let them have their let them have their fun. Don't poo-poo their 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 fun. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I I'm going to reiterate my stance. I'm not going to watch it because first of all, four hours. Second of all, and it's not The Godfather. Second of all, uh, I don't have HBO Max. I'm not <laughs> or Gettysburg so, <laughs> or Gods and Generals or movies that should be four hours. There you go. Uh, I also, you know, we have to pay for these things. We don't get handouts, so um, you know, I put that money elsewhere. So, uh, but again, just don't poo poo when anybody else is is fun. That that's all I'm going to say. Um, on that, um, I will I will suffer through it because I I have a, access to HBO Max. I will suffer through it for you guys. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, I'm gonna watch it too because I always slow down and look at a train wreck. Um, don't don't propose. Just saying. Uh, let's and, and check out. Oh, 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 oh let's oh. not skate so fast, sir. Because uh, this is a good time for us to plug. Um, one our Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Two, you can leave your comments at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. About this topic or any topic or topics that you'd like to hear. And three, we should mention also our Facebook page because I've been posting a lot of stuff over on our Facebook page. I posted a couple of the reviews of the Snyder Cut. I posted those several days ago now. I think you might have to look back a little bit. I posted an article. It was an interview with Snyder who basically di- he basically disavowed it as a as a DCEU movie. He basically said, "You guys know that this isn't canon, right? Like the canon movie was the one that Whedon did and not the one that I'm putting out." Oh well. Okay. I mean, at this Which point, I was like, wow, that's that's kind of a that's kind of kicking it in the nuts before the nuts the, have dropped. Does DCEU canon even matter anymore? Does it really matter to, to the people who are rabidly, rabidly supporting the Snyder Cut, regardless of the fact that they haven't seen it but, yet? But, but there's like ten of them. There's more than 10. Let's be fair. There's more than 10. They, these are the same people who are like, this cut of the movie is going to prove it was a better movie than Endgame. No, who cares? it isn't. Just enjoy. Just don't even, again, whether, whatever you think, just enjoy it for yourself. That, that's all I'm going to say. It. Just enjoy. And well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not even talking to you guys. Just enjoy what makes you happy. Live life. Be happy during this goddamn pandemic. That's all Commit I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Don't know. What? No. No. Moving on. you happy. Jesus Christ. Um, Rob a bank. One, I think there's a very talented person. Just Go shrieking. I'm gonna wow. Mute. I thought I was going to have to mute Kev today. Just, Apparently it's, it's, that's fine, sandwich, but just make sure you wear your mask. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Alan streak away, pal. But, you know, mask on. Uh, Alan Episode Tudix. 628 oh going shrieking. No. Uh, Alan Tudyk's comedy drama series Resident Alien has officially been renewed for a second season at Sci-Fi. Uh, it's where, supposed to be very good. Very good. good Apparently, well. when it uh, it debuted um, across different platforms for nine point three million, 
Uh, was Resident Alien the reason why he didn't do season two of Doom Patrol? I think so, right? I I think it's the I think it's one of the contributing factors to him not being in Andor, um, the Cassian Andor Star Wars series because I think he's filming or was filming that when they started Andor, so they had to write him. They had to write him in later in the. the I think he appears. The rumor is he doesn't appear at all in the first season. My ubiquitous clandestine informants say that that may not be true. But with this news, it's entirely possible that he might be filming Resident Alien season two and not able to uh, to do Cassian until season uh, or Andor until season two, which is too bad because that's what I'm waiting for in that series is the two of them to be together. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for just being such a good actor. I still, you know, he's, he's always working. He's always working, and he's very talented. He's, he's yes. either scary, hysterical, whatever he needs to be in in his role. But uh, uh, I feel like from the general public, he doesn't get that kind of TLC that he deserves, which is really unfortunate. Uh, it is, yes, uh, for what it is. Um, moving on, uh, something I just would like to mention is that kind of like what they did with. Uh, Halloween, the Michael Myers movies. Uh, there's going to be a direct sequel to the 1974 kind of classic uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is something uh, I am in full full support of. This is one of those times where uh, I think it needs to be done. Uh, Dom, I know this is a very scurry thing for you, so it's, uh, it's not something you can talk about. But uh, in terms of you have the first movie that was really, really good. You have the second movie which was not a tro- oh god kev you're not even like close to it it's so atrocious wow uh, it, it's like did you ever see the second gremlins movie dom uh i, I a long time ago that's the one they had like a weird party somewhere yeah yeah in the in the skyscraper in the office building whatever yeah. so you know how like the quality of that movie dropped off from the first one to the second one in such a horrendous yeah. way yeah it, like a it, cliff Think of it like this, except that like it's skydived without a parachute or anything like that. It was just <laughs> straight whole, down, head down. Absolutely horrendous. So uh, I am is, full support of this. Yes, Kev. So is it is it as bad as the McConaughey one? Uh, the sequel, the original sequel. Yeah. Is it as bad as uh, the McConaughey Chainsaw um, Massacre? No, so this, so the, I'm, I'm, the original I'm sequel is horrendous. Yes. I'm confused now. Is this essentially Chainsaw Massacre 2? And yes. then everything else just doesn't count anymore. Well, there really wasn't anything else because the second movie was just so bad. I thought there was like a bunch of them. There were a bunch of them. In like the Chainsaw Massacre universe. Uh, there wasn't really from. Well, yes, there was the remake that came out in 20. Was it 20? 2002? Wasn't that was that the one McConaughey was in? Yes, that's the one he was in. Uh, okay. Outside of that, I don't know. I don't really think there was much of anything. I thought else there was the a character. lot of films like in the. I thought there were like I I did too. Sandwich. I thought there were like three or four sequels. Yeah. If they were, I mean, I thought it was like a like a like a Friday. Was it Leatherface? Or... One of them. You know, he was in something else. Yeah, I'm I'm actually fucking it up. But... I think it's called Leatherface. Maybe. I mean, I'm not. But regardless, it was exactly just so sure, it was but... really I, and I know before I said just let people have their fun and let them enjoy stuff. But it, this was just so bad. If you like this, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is where you're wrong. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, no. Go enjoy the Snyder Cut if you like it. This piece of shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> we draw the line here in the sand. Um, That's it. Monty draws the line. You don't do a crappy. 
I bet you if they grabbed that 1974 movie and and added 20 million dollars of new effects and and new scenes in it, you know, Mr. Monty would be all over it like, oh, you know, it's, it's the who it's the Hooper cut. It's, it's like, the Hooper cut. It's like it's like when um, Toby Hooper, the director. Oh, the prequel in 2017, Leatherface. Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, I forgot about it. Relax. Uh, it's like it's like when I have knows horror. It's like when one of my good friends, she told me that she's like, I like the second Ghostbusters more than the first one. And that's my opinion. I'm like, no, hon, you can have that opinion. You're just wrong. <laughs> It, some something yeah like we're, we're just not friends on facebook anymore <laughs> or in life um listen we have uh, some product that we're gonna hit on and you, you know before we do that yeah. i remember actually once a producer on this program said that he wasn't a fan of star wars you know i i might have heard of that like once or twice or every week and at the he, beginning of the episode he almost got shown the door i'm just saying yeah, but then you realize that you I was at the bottom of your list. So. Wait, who, 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 did That's we say Monty? True. Did we say, did we say our beloved Nick Monty? Well, we don't have a recording. We play every was, start of the show. It was Monitor. Says, it was, was Monitor. Monitor. <laughs> he was not a fan. Yes. He was the longest producer you had. Um, <laughs> true. So, boys, we have uh, some product. We have a little bit of product news to hit on, which might be better to save. And we oh. have a, we have a epic phenomenal uh one of the best voicemails we probably have ever had on the history of this show that we need Uh-oh. to we need to i'm so c- i'm concerned and excited at the same time should we go to break then I the suspense we, is killing me i think we should with that mr monty and mr sandwich we will bring this episode <laughs> episode 628 uh to a break rather than a close <laughs> uh and we'll be right back after the Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place, and it has something for everybody. But but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff, and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative i'll be honest they have a wide range in stock it could be hot toys prop replicas statues they got you man these clothes are something else too is that real blood on that shirt not on all of them but they got hoodies shirts beanies they even have stuff with herman munster dracula and red from that 70s show wow dude these handmade items are awesome this heart's still beating all right put that back where you found it okay but the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store they have paintings masks dolls and of course prints yeah you gotta have prints on your wall oh uh, sorry i didn't hear you i was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now um and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me it's all good man don't worry about it did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by dark interiors the what zoinks you better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies. 
and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. It's no secret that cancer effing sucks. But good news, our new friends, Jamie Hicks and Billy Campbell, are teaming up to try to fight hairy cell leukemia. Check out the link in the description or on our website at geeksoftng.com to check out a fundraiser to help in the battle against hairy cell leukemia. You can win things like a replica pack from Rocketeer, or you can try to get a personalized autograph photo of Billy Campbell, the Rocketeer himself. Again, go to geeksoftng.com or check the information in the description of this podcast to find out more. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop and Big Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, here from our amazing sponsor, buildxwing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar 2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. <laughs> Shut up. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system 
is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reaching by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. Uh, and you guys also heard from our sponsor, the Graveyard Gallery, 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. Uh, besides having some really, really good um, items that come in each and every week, they've been getting a lot of um, artwork from oh, from nice. folks uh, over the last week or so. Some of it uh, would definitely scare Dom. Uh, some beautiful paintings. <laughs> Uh, but really good stuff overall, and they're getting ready to do like a little bit of a facelift to the store at the same time. Can, can I can I pull back the curtain uh, of sandwich for a little bit? Uh, can um, you wait till I'm done with the spot first? I thought you were done. My apologies. Oh. No, no, sir, not. I'll at wait all. till you're done. Sandwich. Well, you can Just check out the graveyard gallery on the Instagram. It's also thegraveyardgallery.com. It's also kind of cool to point out that the guitarist of Rob Zombie. Uh, actually gave the store a shout out on social media as well wow. as he dropped his new album, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, and again, really good folks. If you don't like the people who work there, it's kind of a, a you problem. So uh, yeah, but the Graveyard Gallery, 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. Yes, Dom. My apologies. I, I didn't mean to interrupt your spot. It's okay, Bubby. Once it's again, okay. I want to apologize. Uh, so the Graveyard Gallery posted a picture on Instagram, I want to say about a week ago, that scared me while I was sitting in class because I wasn't expecting to see what they posted on Instagram. And I had to excuse myself from the classroom because wow. I was a little uh, taken aback, if you will. <laughs> so okay. that was a moment I never thought I would have where I'm scrolling Instagram. It's like, ah, okay, I'm going to go. You I need- went for a coffee break. So you many need- comments I could make now. I'm just, I'm holding back you need like to, never before. You need to tag me in that post, Dom. Um, uh, you know, put <laughs> I have up to your, find it again. Put I'm up your big boy that. pants. You can do it. I'm not, I'm not going to know. And I refuse. And try to do you can, you'll know what it is when you see it. <laughs> Maybe not actually, because that might just be a bit of a a, a pansy. Was it the taxidermy? Let's start sending them everything until you get the reaction you're looking for, Nick. And then you know that's the one. Probably. Uh, Process of elimination. We have we have we have some toy uh, news to hit on and some product to hit on. But as I mentioned before, we had the greatest voicemail in voicemail history that we need to play this very second. So here we go. Hi, Kev, Monty, and Sandwich. This is Brittany of the podcast of Scott and Brittany, as in East Coast Scott, is that what you call them? I don't know. Um, First off, I just want to call and say, Kev, your um, storage fee is due soon for all the stuff, all the toys and memorabilia and stuff that's in our garage that Scott picks up for you um, from places we go. Um, Monty and Sandwich, um, I will... Apparently, be your landlord as well. We're working on the bunk beds for uh, the bedroom. Um, so, Scott really wanted me to call. Well, he wanted to do a voicemail and, like, email it to you guys and record it. Um, and I told him, no, I don't want to. I don't know what I would say. Um, but I decided to go behind his back and get the number and give you guys a call anyways. Um, I hope you guys are having a good week. Um I don't listen to your show for the most part. I'm sorry. Um, but I do hear a lot of it when Scott's listening to it, and I hear a lot about what you guys talk about because of Scott. And um, I've talked to most of you on Twitter, and we met Sandwich in person. And, um, yeah, you guys you guys have a really fun show, and um, I appreciate 
you being friends with my husband. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys have a good week. Bye. That is without a doubt the most glorious voicemail of all time right there. And here's the thing. When when West Coast Scott listens to the show, I know he he says he does it at like uh double speed so he can try to listen to things faster because he has a lot to, you know, listen to. I really hope he listens in normal speed and is hearing this response right now. Uh, Norma, we authenticated that. Oh, we did, sir. We did, I did my due diligence. I can I can guarantee the source. So that was that is that that was really yeah. Scott's wife. Yeah, no, I know that voice that from, the uh, from, uh, the, from the podcast. From the from the lovely podcast. So so, so me bad. and Monty are way in the clear. We have a room set up <laughs> in the making. Uh, wow. So we have a vacation home for us. Kev, I, on the other hand, I have the top bunk. <laughs> I just wanted to emphasize that. Huh? I have the top bunk. I just want to emphasize that really quickly. I want it. Fine. Nope. <laughs> nope. You can pay for the steak dinners then. How's that? Monty's well, I'll take the bottom book. There you go. There you go. Uh, Kev, Kev your, on the other hand. Uh... Kev, your, your response to some of those comments, especially the storage fee, which is messed up, man. You're behind. I got to get into that. <laughs> okay. So um, she. I have no defense. I have no defense. Um because I have been away, I, uh, you know, like I, I initially had a, a, a thought to catch up fully with. Uh, I mean, we, you know, we should say West Coast Scott is kind enough mm -hmm. every time he goes to one of the parks, which is a lot. A lot. Uh, he texts me and, and says to me, hey, I'm going to the park today. Do you need anything? Cause he's, and cause I'm always he's like, I'm always thinking, you know, like with me, usually it's the astromech droids. As anyone listening to the show knows, I collect astromech droids. So the park exclusive astromech droid stuff is generally like, well, if you see that, I need that. On occasion, there are other things. It's not that much, but on occasion, there are other things. And in the past, like, when Scott was going to like D23, mm -hmm. I might have asked him. I No, I know I did. Ask him to pick <laughs> me up an exclusive that was available only at D23. Or I feel like there was a San Diego that he went to and I asked him to pick me up an exclusive there. But here's the thing. Um, because, well, but here's I'm the sure. thing. You're saying these. Here's the thing. You're, you're saying these things as if um, Scott is in charge and he's the boss. But. He is definitely not. He, he's a family man now. So, you know, listen, I understand. And, you know, like literally and Scott will tell you, I had a conversation with him right when I came back from Japan. First of all, I asked him if you want anything from Japan. And I don't think he, I don't think he said that there was anything that he was looking for specifically. I think um, when I got back from Japan, which is just about a year ago, before all COVID shut the whole world down, Scott and I were discussing uh, a plan on how to, you know, uh, cover all of that. Yeah, that's right, Sandwich. I have storage on the West Coast, too. <laughs> so uh, but Scott and I were discussing how to how to manage that uh, that piece of it. And uh, the pandemic just wiped that just wiped that out. So Brittany is correct. And I, you know, I will actually, the minute we're done here, I will, I will reach out to Scott and I will make sure that we have set something up so that uh, the boss doesn't come down on him too hard because 
I need him. We need him. We need West Coast yes. Scott. You know, Kevin. And so I can't. I can't allow that to be burned by the fact that uh, you know the the pandemic makes me eat uh, jerky because that's what I can afford. <laughs> Kevin, so I've known that a problem. said, um, there's nothing in that phone call regarding me that is untrue. I'll say this much, Kev. I've known you for a while now. That's this is the first time I've seen you flustered like that <laughs> when yeah. when not being yelled at. But kind of being talked at like I'm just disappointed kind of kind of tone in someone's voice. So that was just fantastic. Uh, you know, so we have two bits of news and some product uh, yes. that we want to hit on really quickly. So the the first fun thing, I just want to get this out of the way because as a friend of mine saw when I put this as an Instagram story, this is just effing adorable. There is a six scale action figure of Bob Ross, which falls under the Toonie Classics section. They just did uh, a few things. They had horror. They had a, a Jaws thing that they rolled out as well. Again, adorable. Uh, and this Bob Ross thing, which I thought it came with a squirrel. I could be wrong uh, on that one. I'm not 100% sure. But... Um, is just so freaking cute. Like I want this damn thing. <laughs> if you have anyone who's a, a a fan of Bob Ross, who just is a art fan, who who loves creating things, uh, get them the six uh, six inch figure. It's going to be coming out uh, July of this year, uh, and I just think this is just this is it's just well. Like that's all <laughs> I have to say. This thing just looks freaking yeah. adorable for what it is. You know, um, a, a few years ago when this whole Bob Ross thing came back around. Yeah, I don't even know how that uh, happened. And suddenly everybody was, a f I think it's because it ended up on Netflix and then suddenly everybody was a huge Bob Ross fan. Is that what um, it is? Or YouTube uh, maybe? I don't know. What's that? Or maybe it was YouTube. Like I know like a lot of this stuff's on YouTube as well. Where, I think I think it's on, I think it was when it went on Netflix, but I'm not sure okay, entirely. I'm I I wrong either. about that. But they did, there was a number of products that came out in rapid succession. There's at least five or six pops that i can think of oh yeah easily that came out and then neca put out one of their eight inch mego style figures of bob ross and and let's not forget there was the deadpool parody of bob yeah, ross yeah i mean yeah there was that as well so i mean there's there's this whole sort of cultural sort of revisit of bob ross in all these different formats so yeah nice nice that it continues um it's good for you know I feel it's great for him to get more exposure. He's a that was a unique thing that he did. Yeah, so. I w and I want to say it's on YouTube. There's a video. I want to say the New York Times put it together about what happened to Bob Ross's paintings, which it's just really cool. It's kind of like the behind the scenes of of uh, of the legend himself. So pretty cool stuff to search for. Uh, one other bit of news before we hit on our product, uh, Hasbro. Uh, it announced Hasbro Pulse Virtual Fan Festival, which is going to be put happening April 9th at 11 Eastern uh, and hosted by Sci-Fi Wire. Um, something to put on your calendar, something to just kind of be ready for in terms of uh, announcements, reveals, uh, you know, just general product and everything like that. Um, just a reminder, um, some of the pr uh, products we could see are tied around G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Transformers, uh, something to do Marvel, Star Wars, Fortnite, maybe. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we'll get anything tabletop uh, related. But again, it's something we'll uh, just kind of put our, uh, you know, just kind of check the pulse of, of everything like that and 
see what we get. Um, yeah, that's it. They, uh, they yes. did announce recently, Hasbro, that they do have a license for Fortnite. Yes. And they have already, uh, and and they they gave some clarity on that license, I think in the last week or so, that I think they just have six inch. Okay. So whoever is doing the three and three quarter inch, which are really popular. And I'm, I'm not a huge, I like the game. I'm not a huge fan of the game, but there's no denying the designs are really, a lot of them are really fun and interesting on their own. But more importantly, it's a lot of customizer fodder for six inch guys and three and three quarter guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, they turn up or bits of them turn up all over the place. Um, check out empire toy works on Facebook. That's uh rot gut, uh, station that guy if, if I know we've talked about him before on the show um, that those things turn up in his work all the time they turn up in a lot of people's work all the time so cool. uh, it's it's good news and they've already announced their first Fortnite figure it's actually Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe as oh. he appeared in Fortnite okay that's cool and it's over a year away still. Um, but the possibility of there being Marvel figures, um, uh, et cetera, that tie in, that wouldn't surprise me. But they only have six inch, which I think got taken away from. I think it was McFarlane was doing some of the six inch. I think McFarlane was doing some six inch. And I think I can't remember if it's Spin Master or if it's I don't know. Uh, Whoever's doing the three and three quarter inch, I don't remember who's doing those. Um, if it's Spin Master or if it's, uh, I can't remember, Trend Master, something. I don't, uh, whoever it is, I think they're keeping three and three quarter inch, but I think all six inch will be Hasbro. Oh, and you got to hand it to Hasbro also, if, if I could just say really quickly, they update people during this pandemic. You, it, you know, like it's, it's sometimes not easy for me to kind of pile praise on them because of some of the things that I really just don't agree with that they do. This I agree with that they do very well. And that is during the pandemic, they have really, really, really kept uh, fans involved in, in, in having new things to look at every week. Now, yes, Transformers may not be your bag, but maybe Star Wars is or Marvel is, and you're getting something like once a month. You know, they were doing these fan first Fridays every Friday or Monday or whatever it was. And they were saying, oh, here's one or two figures that we're going to be releasing, et cetera, and so forth. So you got to hand it to them. They did. I think they handled that very well. Awesomeness. Uh, and we have one more bit of uh, product item to talk about. So, Dom, what do you have for us right. today, sir? So uh, this is our quarterly D&D book because uh, basically they come out every it's that time of the night we turn on the black light let the dungeons and the dragons begin it's D&D fighting with the legends of yore it's D&D I'm setting you up baby that's all it is I'm just getting oh, you do ready. I forget the you got to admire time you got to admire the artistry of actually using the cutoff gag on sandwich when he's already started the review you got to admire the moxie <laughs> of mr monty can we name that the show the usually, moxie of mr. Monty? no see pulling the curtain back the way the bit goes is we ask sandwich some innocuous question having nothing to do with anything and then we cut him off and be that's how that that's the bit it's been the bit for 15 years that's the bit mr monty however is just like no fuck that let him think we're not doing it and then wham <laughs> 
when he's already begun. Can, can so we bravo, rename, can sir. We rename bravo. The show? You next leveled it. Can we, can we rename the show the Moxie of Mr. Monty? You're what, a producer, you so I, I don't know. I, mean, I like you're Monty's the one who's name. naming the show. I kind of like just that. Saying. Uh, Dom, go ahead, buddy. For real. <laughs> we're go- oh, you mean the episode title? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's we're going streaking. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's right. All right. Go ahead, Dom. All right. So, have in front of me today, uh, the D- new, new the newest D and D book, Candle Keep Mysteries. Ooh, tip it down a little bit. We're getting some glare. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at that. This is the regular edition, right? Okay. Very nice. uh, those with video are seeing. I will now present you the special edition cover. Oh. Ooh. Ah, uh, with a beholder really on the back. I like that one. I really, really like this one, actually. That's nice. So, what is Candlekeep Mysteries? Some of you may be asking. Candlekeep Mysteries is a book that I don't think they've come out with one since... I think Ghost of Saltmarsh was kind of this kind of idea yes. where it's a bunch of one shots and or short uh, adventures to go with your adventuring party. So it's, you know, it's like, oh, you know, just there's like there's several adventures in this book. It's a collection of adventures ranging from levels one to 16. So you oh, can nice. it really something goes for everyone. What? Something for everyone. Exactly. That's that's phenomenal, actually, because. You know, as someone who DMs for a higher level D&D game, you know, when you're getting in higher levels, there's I feel like you kind of run out of content because a lot of content is kind of geared for lower levels of D&D from like 10 or maybe up to like 13 and lower where I'm in. My party is at like 16, 17. So there is content for us to use, but it's limited. So I appreciate very much that there's content in this book for 16, granted. For level 16, granted, you know, it's not a whole lot, but it's something. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, agreed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so like I said, there's like several, there's at least fucking like 15 some odd adventures in here, give or take. Don't check my math, please, because it's probably wrong. Uh, you but, probably yeah. count them in the index in the front. One, two, the three, table four, of five, contents. six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Close enough. 17 Close. adventures. Price is right rules. You're, you're good. Yeah, for you to do with your friends. So it's something, it's something, you know, I wasn't very on this book when it first came out because I'm someone who I like to take apart the source books. I like to take apart the like module books and like use that for bits in my campaign, you know, scavenge that stuff. So I'll be honest, when we first heard about this book and it's a collection of short adventures, I didn't really know like, what can I scavenge this for? What can I use this for? But upon looking at it, you know, it's still got a lot of stuff in there. There's still a lot of stuff you can use. Each oh, yeah. adventure, yeah, it's not like a whole like how do I say this? You can plug these adventures in very easily into your into your own adventures or run them for your friends, run them as a one shot. There's hmm. these are very flexible things because while it's set in Candlekeep, which I think is a place in the Forgotten Realms, I believe. Correct me if I might be wrong. Um you can plug this anywhere. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're playing in Candlekeep because they all start the same, I, I believe, where it's like you find a book and that book has a mystery to it and you solve the mystery. You can do that anywhere. You can find a book anywhere in the great expanse of D&D. Right. So, you know, it's very exciting. Adaptable. Uh, exactly. That's that's the best part about this book is the way that you can use this as a DM 
anywhere, anytime really with your players. If you're short on, you know, prep for the week, you could just run one of these adventures and your party's going to have fun doing it because they have, like I said, adventures from one to 16 and there's different options for different levels. Some of them at the lower levels, there's two for level four. I saw some other levels have like more than one adventure. So you have options as DM as I can just do this in the campaign for someone who does it, who's not nearly as uh, uh, versed in this as you guys is, is this something new that wizards of the coast has rolled out? Are there books like, is this the first time they roll out a book like this or is this kind of, uh, uh, new to the mix of things. I I think this is um, this is definitely not the first book of its type in fifth edition. Uh, as Sandwich said earlier, the um, the Salt Marsh book, Ghost of Salt Marsh, was, that was like 2018, I think. Uh, it's a similar idea, though. So way back in the day, Mister Monty, and I know Mister Sandwich knows this. Uh, way back in the day. Dungeons and Dragons used to release these kind of modules, you know, these kind of things like are in this, like 17 of them are in this book. They, they were called modules back then. And it was a single adventure. Sometimes it was a double or a triple adventure and they'd be a, a bit thicker. Um, overall, I would say there probably was slightly more content in those okay. uh, modules than there was in the, um, uh, the adventures in this book. However, the modules were kind of just like pamphlety, soft, you know, kind of things. They weren't a beautiful hardcover book. They didn't contain 17 adventures that kind of take place in a similar area, that kind of thing. They didn't do that. So it's a relatively, it's a relatively newer idea. I feel like so it's more I refined might be wrong, now. but I feel like it's something they, I think they did something similar in fourth edition, okay. but I can't say for sure, but I know for certain in fifth edition, there's been at least one other one. Um, I feel like there might've been another one also sandwich, but I, I don't remember what the title of it is. What like this for five E or for four years for five like E. No, there was another one besides salt marsh and I can't remember what it is. Oh, was it a dragon one or something? There was... I don't remember, but I, I, I think I don't know that salt marsh is the only one. But supporting what what Sandwich said, Salt Marsh is like this, yes. And now we have Candlekeep Mysteries. I assume, Mr. Sandwich, that you will tell us that the quality of the the printing and the imagery and the way the book is laid out is is approvable. Oh yeah, you. no, I mean, as as always in D and D books, the art inside and you know everything you get in this book is fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of maps in here actually, which I found mm. really nice. You know, so. You can kind of explain where things are a little more. I saw there was a map of candle. Here it is. Beautiful illustrated map. I'm going to try to get it uh, in frame very as best I can. Oh, nice. Very candle nice. keep. Nice illustration in there. There was a couple other maps of like the dungeons and stuff you're going to run. So it's always nice to have a pre drawn out dungeon because dungeon uh, making for me can be kind of confusing. For those who don't know what the, I'm saying by dungeon making, if we, when you got to make where the fight's happening, sometimes for me, that's a pain because I end up making four rooms with doors and sometimes they lead nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, when someone professional crafts the dungeon, it's a lot better than what I can make off my dome, you know, mm -hmm. on the fly. So these professionals, many, they know what they're doing. How many pages in that book, Mr. Samuel? So this book has, oh, it's got one of those polo, oh, the, the elusive pull-away map that you never pull out of the book. Uh, 224 pages. 224 pages. And what and is the got, MSRP, sir? Uh, so the MSRP for this 
It runs about fifty bucks, forty nine ninety five. As so, I think every book has run about that, besides the cookbook. Yeah, pretty consistent. Pretty consistent pricing. Yeah, Kev, I got a question. I think it's a little it. cheaper for some of the thinner books, like the Player's Handbook and one or two yeah. others. I think were a little bit cheaper. Kev, I got a Maybe. question for you, since you're yes, more sir. of a D and D vet. Um, does because as you just alluded to before, like uh, with the D and D books, they're high quality. You get a, you get a lot of bang for your buck, no matter what kind of style that you're getting. They've How, never been better, Nick. They've never been better than fifth edition. Which is my point, uh, or the point I'm about to make. Uh, my question here: How much has the quality of the books helped in the growing popularity of D and D as a whole, or is it totally think, unrelated? I I think I don't think it hurts. I think, um, you know, having beautiful art and illustration. I mean, go look at a second edition book. Yeah. Doesn't it look like a hooked on fascinated kind of with the terrible art in the second edition books. <laughs> um, fascinated. And, um, but this is like, uh, I mean, it's a whole nother level. What it does, I think, Nick, you know, earlier we talked about headcanon. Mm -hmm. I think what it does, it, it is the, these kind of beautiful illustrations they inform your head canon about a number of things as well. So that helps players and DMs visualize things. Mm -hmm. It makes it more enjoyable. So yeah, I would say it's definitely a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I, again, you know, when we reviewed nearly every single product in uh, fourth edition on this program, you know, one thing that I said was, is like the quality of the printing, the paper, the books, the illustrations had gone like, astronomically higher than previous editions okay. and once again fifth edition is up that including things like special covers on the book releases uh including things like like sandwiches indicating the pullout maps and things like that you know some of that they did in previous editions but really they haven't mastered it until in my opinion they haven't really mastered it until now okay and uh i they just get better can't with book, imagine where I can't imagine them going higher than this is, is the point I'm making. Right. You know, these are fully colored. Every page is a full color page. Even if it's just text, they have some kind of something on the page that's beautiful and colored. And they're all kind of laid out the same way, which is really great. So, yeah, I would say it's definitely a boon. And I would say any boon to D&D &D is bringing in more people. So, yeah. Awesomeness. And I would like to uh, give you some credit there, Sandwich, because the uh, the bonus show uh, that you did, I, I didn't, I'm not, wasn't not even going to bust your chops, but you just put out a really good bonus show talking about the uh, kind of like the mindset of a DM and the preparation and everything like that. Really good bonus oh, show. You. So uh, I, will, I, appreciate I will say that it's your third best one overall. So it's definitely some, cool. Some if if only they come out on time. If only. But. Boys, that is your D&D &D update for the week. It's D&D. &D. Warriors that terrify. It's D&D. &D. And now, it's my favorite segment of the show, boys. It's where we say goodbye. Until No, we used to we used to have a segment here, Mr. Monty. It was yeah. called the wrap up. Yeah, we do, we do. But we had wonderful music. Yeah, there's that. There's really nice, wonderful wrap up music. We recapped there. all of the things that we learned together on the show, true, just like true. Mr. Rogers. But the thing is, just like Mr. Rogers. But uh, you know, we have some other uh, 
uh, Ollie stuff that we need to put out and everything like that. So oh. uh, it's, be it's better for us to just wrap this bad boy out and make sure that other stuff goes out accordingly. So you can check us out each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. We're on the social medias as GeekStuffTNG on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitters. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y. H-E-M. I'm on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Snapchat, the Instagram, uh, probably the, the YouTubes. And uh, I would like to point out the fact that uh, we have closing song, uh, which I, I was given permission by a band to be able to play. And I want to just mention it really quickly before I forget, uh, called Sober on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, by Psycho mm. Stick, a, a nice comedy metal band right there with uh, the links in the description for that song. Big Kev. You know, there's nothing uh, that I don't understand more than combining comedy and metal. So, you know what? You're just missing out, sir. Psycho Stick, I, uh, the band that introed me to the show. So that is true. That is very, very true. Uh, Big if you Kev, know them, you should have them write uh, the sandwich song. <laughs> they they already did. They already, they already did. did. This is not a oh. song. It's a sandwich. Yeah. Big Cat, your information, sir. Yes, sir. You can find me on the Xbox One network as Big Kev GS, uh, where we are playing Red Dead Redemption again because the new Outlaw Pass is out, um, and sometimes Fortnite. And I've just ventured into a fourth game uh, as well, but I'm not kind of releasing too. that info yet. What's that? Oh, you, you didn't say GTA because you said. Oh, I was about, yeah, besides GTA, besides the normal three that everyone knows that I play. Uh, there's a fourth one, but we're, uh, cousin Dave and I have just put our toes in the water. Ooh, could that be a clue? Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're just trying to see if it's something we want to continue doing. There so, you go. um, there's that. Uh, and you can find me at BK geek stuff everywhere else. Nice. Dom. You find me on Xbox one and Instagram at fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M. B-L-E-D-O-R-E. -E. One of my favorite parts of last week's interview was the fact yeah. that it also had Ollie go, uh, laughing at the exact same Oh, yeah. Time. Not as much as me when I heard it for the first time, but it was definitely there. Uh, and with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 628, the one we're called We're Going Streaking, yeah. to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying. Good night, Yafet Kodo. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I'm sober on St. Patrick's Day. Is there a cruel of faith in this? I doubt it. I'm sober on St. Patrick's Day. Every pub I see around is crowded And the people they all say There's got to be a better way But I'm broke as fuck down on my luck Don't even have a nickel in my pocket Can't find a lick of liquor Guess I'll be on my merry way without it Terry gives me a call And he says his kid is full Well that's all he had to say I'm getting fucked up on St. Patrick's Day Get the fuck out of my way I'm loaded Fucked up on 
St. Patrick's Day, get the fuck out of our way, we're loaded.